Hey, what's up, Faith? How are you today? Hey, I'm great. Nice. So I hear you just got back from Nashville. How was that? It was incredible. I wasn't super excited about heading out due to the humidity, but I found mm. out I love humidity. So sometimes you oh, just really? have to do things you hate and you find out you're going to love them. Yeah. So. so it's it's really humid out there, huh, right now? Yeah. And goodness, the bugs, I will say, those are like flying bats. I'm like, those <laughs> are not bees. Those are flying bats. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we experienced that a little bit last year when we went down to Texas. You know, it's like at the Gaylord where we were staying, it, it's like a dome. Mm -hmm. And so you're in there and everything's climate controlled and you don't realize that just outside it's like 90 degrees, but 90 mm -hmm. degrees in Texas feels way worse. And I, I don't like humidity or heat or yeah. anything that doesn't involve, you know, snow falling on me. I mean, straight up, I am a cold weather mammal. I will say that without a shadow of a doubt, but Nashville is one of the places I've always wanted to go because I am my music history and stuff, you know, I've always been fascinated with the history there. And that, that sounded really cool. Uh, you guys went and hung out with Michael Bird a couple times. So we did, we actually went to his person of interest training and yeah. um, that was probably one of the most impactful workshops I've ever been to. And it's not, you know, most conventions you go to, you get excited, you come home and nothing really changes. Right. When you spend the amount of money you spend to go to his events, you're coming home and doing the homework. Like yeah. we did not just waste that much. Like we're investing in ourselves. And so the last probably four nights we've spent doing the homework and I've got my notebook right here with all my stuff in it. And yeah. um, my kids' drawings are on the back of it. But um, yeah, it was so good. It's about you know, God has given everybody a unique gift and it's different in you and what it's different in you and figuring that out and figuring out how to take that into your business and multiply and monetize it. And so, you know, there's so many people that are trying to do what the next person's doing. Well, that's not going to work for you. What's unique about you and what is your skill set and what are you good at and do that and yeah. make money on that. And then it's easy. Right. And we're all trying to chase the next best thing. No, figure out what you're good at and do that, you know? So right. it was so good, but the homework is hard. And it's not homework that you're like, we went as a group, so let's all cheat off of each other. No, it's unique to each person. It's like, okay, what are you good at? What are you good at? You know? Right. So it's like personal accountability, right? It is. It is. And that stuff is hard. Yeah. And I'm like, I'd rather just go do another loan. But I know it's necessary to get your business to the next step. Sure. So, and then we had some fun. How long was it? I feel like you guys were out there for a week or so. We were. So we were out there for seven days and half of that was work and training. And then the other half was work and play. So loans, just like real estate does not stop. No, and so we're attached to our phones. We're attached to our computers. That's just part of life. And that's the freedom that this industry provides, you know? Right. So um, we were busy with that, but man, you and your music would absolutely love it. There is so much good talent out there. Um, it's un, untapped. It's un, People are unknown there, but yet right. it's such good talent. And it kind of backs up the person of interest thing that you can be the most talented person in the world. But if you're not known, you really aren't going to go very far in that. Like not many people are going to be able to experience your music if you're not known in that. And right. so... Being known and having talent are two totally different things. Sure. So it was really, it was a good trip. You should make it out there. 
yeah, I want to, and I'm happy for you guys for going. That's awesome. Um, so, you know, we brought you on here today because you're an expert in your field and we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, just where things are headed and how things are going. Everybody's worried about interest rates increasing for some reason. And uh, we just wanted to get the knowledge from the source instead of every buddy's uncle or whatever that read some article you know, on like that right <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about that faith awesome what questions do you have directly uh, you know i've been hearing a lot of a lot of apprehension from buyers lately because they think that uh they can just wait for the market to crash or they can just wait until it hits its low and then ebbs back up mm -hmm. uh, what are they waiting for? Like, why not just get into it right now and and later so, on down the road when things get better, they can do it. So my thing in, with that is there's always going to be people that are waiting. There's people that have been waiting for five years. They've been waiting since the last depression that we went through. And I think a big thing is when we, in 2006, 2007, 2008, when we went through that crash, that was not just a recession. And we are officially in a recession. A recession is the economy shrinking or not growing two quarters back to back. That is official. It's on the books. We are in a recession. However, a recession does not equate to a depression, which is what we experienced previously. And I think the biggest part is my generation and even probably your age. All we've experienced is that we don't know anything outside of a recession just in its on its own. Right. And so. I think if you take um, the market as a whole over, let's not look at the last 10 years. Let's look at the last 40 years and say real estate has appreciated 4% in year after year after year. That is a normal market. What we're experiencing last year in the last couple of years of this 25 to 50% appreciation year after year, that is not normal. It's not sustainable and it's not heard of. And so we've never experienced that ever previously. And so I think a big part of what we're, what we are experiencing now in this market is just, we're going back to pre-COVID, pre-extreme numbers. And yeah. we're, we're feeling it and our buyers are feeling it as, oh my goodness, we're crashing. No, right. we're normalizing to what was normal. What we just experienced was not normal over the last couple of years. And so the thing I always talk to people about is what are your goals? Are you wanting to build wealth in real estate? Wealth is one of, or real estate is one, one of the best ways to build wealth. And it's the most secure way to do it. And it's not the only way. If you're a tech mogul, you want to create something like there is multiple ways to do it. But I think for the average person, real estate is the way that we go about it. And so I always go back to, um, and we've done a ton of research. We've talked to a lot of economists and different people like that. And I think the number one thing is if we're seeing an appreciation of any value of 4% year after year, that's still a win. And yeah. so to me, if your goal is to one, help offset inflation, because as inflation continues to rise, guess what? Rent's going to rise too. And who's that going to hit? That's going to hit your pocket. Your landlord isn't going to be like, oh, we'll just deal with that. No, he's going to pass that on to you. So with that, I'm like, if you can increase 4% year after year, you're building your family's wealth. You're creating stability with your family. And you're honestly giving yourself 
peace of mind knowing, hey, I'm in control of my finances. I'm in control of my payments. Right. And I think that that is people are too focused on where rates are and right. where the market's going. Honestly, let's focus on what your goals are. What is the goals for your family specifically? And be like, okay, do you want to leave your children a house? For right. me, my dream is to leave all my children. I don't want to leave my children money. I want to leave them properties. I want to leave them houses and experiences and that kind of stuff. And so I'm like, guess what? I need to go buy houses. And that's the wealth that I want to pass on. Right. And so everybody's going to have different goals for their, their family and their children and what they want to leave. And, but if you don't get started and you don't get your foot in the door, it's never going to happen. And so I know a lot of people, and I think we've all been on this side of it at one point or another, if we're being honest, being like, I'm scared. Yeah. And I think instead of people being like saying, Hey, I'm just scared and I'm nervous because guess what? Buying a home is the biggest purchase I'll probably ever do in my lifetime. And it's scary. It's like, Oh, I'm going to wait for a crash. And it's like, okay, are you going to wait for, say the market does soften by 10 to 20%. Are you going to buy at 10%? Right. 15, 16.5, 19. Well, if it, you know what I mean? Like where, where is that fear going to be gone? And I'm glad that you brought it up too, because I hear it all the time from buyers that have a conversation. A lot of them that I talk to right now, um, you know, maybe their parents experienced the hardship of 08 and so their parents are just totally against getting into real estate ever Mm -hmm. again you know and so as a result they're going to tell their children and they think that they're coming from the right place they think that they're educating their children that hey this is what happens when you buy real estate and it's Mm -hmm. not you know bottom line is it's it's a great time to buy you just have to be smart and You know, really, really be tactical with your money, I think, is a is an important thing to point out. You know, I mean, buy the house, get into a stability situation, because when you're when you're a renter, realistically, I mean, if the landlord wants to raise rent on you, it's happening. If the landlord doesn't want you to live there anymore because they want to sell their house, that's happening. I mean, it's a simple Mm -hmm. 60 day notice and and. It's, it's, scary. it's time to go. Yeah. And I love the fact that you brought up the the point that buying a house is more than just rates. Mm-hmm. Rates change all the time. And, and buying a house is about stability and knowing that you have a stable place that you can live. It's about generational wealth. I mean, you can leave this to your family mm-hmm. member in the future and and that's that's a really important distinction. I'm glad that you brought it up because I don't think a lot of people think like that. And not, you know, honestly, the average human being isn't like us. You know, doesn't go to accountability workshops. Doesn't go to mindset places. Uh, doesn't study constantly how to keep, you know, stay uncomfortable in in your business. And yeah. they don't they go to work from nine to five and they have a salary and it's a scary, scary situation to think, how am I going to gonna get a house right now with prices the way they are? But like you said, with rent so high, it, it's a no brainer to me. It's time to buy. I think the biggest thing is 
So world is so focused on rates right now. Rates are irrelevant unless you're paying cash. So it really doesn't matter because today's rates are what they are. And I'm like, I always go back to my clients on what is a payment you're comfortable with? Let's start there. Because at the end of the day, you're buying a payment. And that payment is going to eventually create a lot of wealth for your family. And your first home is typically not your forever home. But guess what? If you don't buy that first home, you're never going to get to that forever home. Because for your typical family, it's a stepping stone of, okay, we're going to upgrade. We're going to upgrade. We're going to roll the equity we we, um, have in this home into the next one. And in that, people are so focused on what are rates. Well, guess what? You aren't going to keep that rate for 30 years anyways, because you probably aren't going to be in this house. And so a lot of the things that people are so worried about in this market mm-hmm. are really irrelevant right now. Like if we're they being kind of, honest, they're irrelevant. They kind of seem like excuses, huh? Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, let's get to the bottom of this. If you're afraid, girl, I was afraid too when I bought my first house. Like, you don't want to talk to me about being afraid. I did it on my own. It's scary. But guess what? We did it. And the wealth is, or the equity is being created there. And had I not done it, I would have lost out on equity. And I bought last year. And some people would have said, gosh, that's the worst time to buy. But guess what? It wasn't. It was a great time for me to buy because I bought a payment I could afford. My house is going to continue to appreciate. It already has. And whenever I do decide to sell it, I'll have a ton of additional equity in it. So I always go back to when it comes to real estate, you will always win. Sometimes you have to hold that property for a little bit longer, but guess what? The rental market is hot. So if you say have to be deployed or are headed to the East coast or whatever, you will be able to find a renter right now. Like the (laughs) rental market is hot. So um, yeah, I know there is so much fear around it and I don't understand it. Like I understand it, but I don't really, when I break it down with them and I'm like, guys, We shouldn't be afraid. And this whole recession thing, somebody, I heard this other day, they said a recession just means everything goes on sale. (laughs) I was like, yeah, that's absolutely true. Like granted, we're dealing with inflation on top of a recession, but as a whole, that's basically what it is. And um, I was actually reading about how every 10 years, the economy resets basically. And we go through a recession. We haven't had one in 14 years. And the American economy, we need that. We need a recession to reset things. And for my age and your age, Matt, this is the time, like I always go back to, um, I wanna leave a lot for my family and my my children. Like I, that is my goal. You know, I want to leave generational wealth. I want to build something. I want um, them to work hard for what they have, but I also want to pass that on to my grandchildren and my great grandchildren and all that stuff. And I'm like, some of the most wealthy people found their wealth in a recession. Guys, Why are we not excited about this? Like I understand there are going to be people that don't make the right choices or they're afraid and that that happens in any market, in any economy. But right now, what we're going to go experience is if you're on the right side of things and you take the, the if you make the scary um, moves that, you know, big risk, big reward kind of a thing. This is the time when it's done, guys. And we're being right. and we're positioning ourselves 
to be educated in this process. You know, we went through it last time. I was young, but I was still aware of what was happening. I didn't own a home. And, um, but I did go through a short sell. I didn't own the home, but we did lose a home. And um, in that, it's very traumatic. And so I think whether you were a child who lost, your parents lost their home, or you were a party to that at all, it's a very traumatic thing. And I'm like, guys, let's, let's heal from that trauma and monopolize on this one. And maybe that's not the best attitude to have because that's not what anybody else has an attitude about. They're all terrified. But I'm like, no, guys, like there's always a positive in anything. Yeah. And so you just have to find it. And Absolutely. if you find the fear in a recession, okay, there's going to be a lot of people that are on that bandwagon. I'm not going to be there. But um, there's going to be a handful of people that are like, no, let's find the opportunities in this because there's right. an opportunity in every single market. High markets, down markets, there is an opportunity. And I, so, I've noticed too, you know, you're talking about kind of taking the opportunity, getting out there, you know, I know in my life, I hate the feeling of regret. Mm -hmm. I hate thinking, man, I wish I would have done that. That mm -hmm. drives me up the wall. Like, so I just don't do it. Just when I have an idea, I'm like, I'm doing it. Yeah. Because why not just. If you aren't going to do it, someone else will. Mindset, go for it. You know, what are you going to do? Fail? That's the worst that's going to happen. And I think that's where a lot of people, do uh, you know, just the general public don't have that mindset. Mm -hmm. And I hope that they watch this and, and learn from it, grow from it, because this is what they need to do. They need to buy, they need to invest in, in real estate and make sure that that money is secure and they're, they're not like a year, 10, or 10 down the road being like, man, I wish I would have when I could, you know? You know, I think that there's always regrets in life. I'm yeah. sure you have regrets in life. I have regrets in life. You can't go back. You can only go forward. And so I think right now, you know, whether you, people lost their homes previously, like that was a traumatic experience and that was a traumatic event for a lot, a lot of people. Sure. And I don't downplay play that at all because losing your home, like that's, that's traumatizing. Yeah. And so I empathize with that a lot. However, I'm very much like, okay, we aren't living in those days and even, and I won't get into this because it's a whole other episode, but even the way loans are written, right. we are so regulated today than before. And um, everything has to be sourced, documented, double checked, triple checked, like verified with the IRS. Like the type of loans that was in the past is not today. And so um, when you look at, I can't remember the numbers, but when you look at the amount of loans that were written in the past under like 600, credit scores versus today, like the numbers are staggering. And um, maybe our next episode, I'll have those exact numbers yeah, for you. For sure. But um, the way loans are made today, like they're so backed up and made sure that people are qualified for these loans. So yes, did we experience an, a recession on top of a depression, which created a housing crisis? Absolutely. Was it traumatic for a lot of people? Absolutely. We are not experiencing that. We are experiencing an opportunity. And I think that's what we should view the next couple of years as that is right. we're going into an incredible opportunity, guys. And we are in a position to be educated on that. And 
I know this is only like 30 minutes, but if anybody has questions outside of this, that's like, hey, explain to me more on this. How is a recession an opportunity? Because I've only experienced it as a horrendous trauma. <laughs> I would love to chat with you. Like I am someone who's like, come sit down in my office with me and let's talk about this. Because if I can help somebody create wealth for their family and educate them on the proper ways to do it and, um, you know, what's, what's best for my family may not be best for yours. And so it's like, let's figure out what your family's goal is and build wealth that way. And maybe your goal is to have a lot of rentals and be like, I just want passive income. Great. Let's start the stepping stones of figuring that out. And, um, mine is, I want Airbnbs to leave my children. And I dream of a day where I'm like, Hey, you inherited the Tahoe house and you have a ton of childhood memories in that Tahoe house. And you in inherited the Scottsdale house and there's a ton of childhood memories in that house. And guess what? For me to do that, I have to buy more real estate. Okay. So it's like, it's not easy. It's not a snap and it happens tomorrow, but let's figure out a plan. Yeah. Because we're in the best opportunities right now. I agree. Hey, Faith, I want to thank you very much for coming on with me today. Yeah. I appreciate it. I think you dropped a lot of good knowledge and value here today. How do people get a hold of you? Um, my cell phone number is 530-693-1155. That's the best way. It's always on me or my watch is on me. So you can get a hold of me there or come by our office. It's on Walton. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks again. Thanks so much, and, Matt. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye.